This week, Disney Conversations is moving closer to the original vision I had for this podcast, inviting guests aboard to participate in discussions about all things Disney. On this week's episode, we will be talking about some of the extras that you can pay for, current or upcoming, and the everlasting question of, is it worth it? I am your host, Magical Matthew Wallace, and this is Disney Conversations for the week of August 29th, 2021. Welcome aboard. Welcome to Disney Conversations, a Disney fan podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Wallace. Disney Conversations is sponsored by Magical Matthew Travel. At Magical Matthew Travel, we specialize in all of your Disney destination planning. Contact us today at magical underscore Matthew at outlook.com for your free, no obligation quote to your favorite Disney destination. Magical Matthew Travel is a proud affiliate of the Travel Quest Network. So first, I'd like us all to go around and kind of introduce ourselves as a guest panel. Tell us a little bit about how you became a Disney fan, what your favorite Disney theme park is, your favorite attraction, and maybe your favorite snack or favorite meal to have while you're at a Disney park. Barb, let's start with you, please. Okay. I have been going to Disney since I was 16 years old, many, many, many years ago. Um, have been to Disney World, Disneyland also. Um, I just love Disney. I'm a pass holder. Uh, we moved to Florida. That was the first thing we did as soon as I was able to get my Disney pass. And we go about once a month and love Magic Kingdom. That's just still my heart is there always. So do you have a favorite yep. snack or a favorite food? How about a favorite attraction? All of it. All of it. Just everything. Everything. Yep. Can I yep. go on record as saying I'm jealous? <laughs> so, uh, Jeanette, if you would, please go next. Okay. Hi, um, I'm Jeanette. Uh, I have been a Disney fan since I was two years old. Uh, my parents made the big mistake of taking me to Disney World twice when I was two and that was it they regretted it ever since uh, I have been there multiple times uh, I've actually have my third trip of this year planned for next week <laughs> um, so yeah I love all things Disney movies the parks the Broadway huge theater geek love all the Disney Broadway shows um, and then favorite park it, has to be Epcot. I love Epcot. Um, I love the festivals. Uh, I especially love the concerts that they put on for Eat to the Beat and, you know, the other shows. Um, favorite attraction? I don't know. I guess I, maybe Space Mountain might be my, my favorite. And as far as favorite snack goes, uh, I'm going to give my, my secret snack that not many people know about. 
but it's in France, in Epcot, at, I'm probably going to say it wrong, Boulangerie Patisserie, and it is the French beignet, which is actually, it looks like a little powder sugar donut, and it's filled with like Nutella, and it is amazing, and I have to get it every time I go. I'm going to be there in three weeks, and I might have to put that on my list. Oh, it, it is a must-have. That sounds delicious. <laughs> and it's very yeah. under the radar. Not too many people know about it. Well, excellent. All right, Joe, your turn. All right. So I have been a uh, Disney fan since I was a kid. Uh, I don't think I was quite to. I remember the first time going there, probably about three, four, four years old, uh, you know, taking – uh, drive driving down from from Philly uh, down to down to D- Disney World in a van uh, with a whole bunch of my cousins and things like that and uh, it was a fun fun experience and ever since then I was was hooked I used to ask uh, my parents sorry how much money do I have to save up for us to be able to go on a Disney trip so we can get back down there um, uh, I think it was it was one of your questions when I when we became pass holders. No. Um, it no. Was, okay. Yeah. Uh, by Disney fan. What's your favorite theme park? So my favorite theme park. I mean, I think I think ultimately my favorite theme park is probably Disneyland. Uh, but it of Disney World, it would it would uh, it would it would have to be the Magic Kingdom, um, Tomorrowland, all of Tomorrowland. Specifically, if I had to pick one attraction out of Tomorrowland, it would be the Carousel of Progress. Uh, as my favorite attraction, TTA is really close second. Space Mountain's close second, and and even Monsters Inc. Laugh Floors right there. Um, and the favorite food that one is really tough. I mean, I I loved Pecos Bills, the uh, the taco salad. Um, it's yeah, it's not there anymore. Uh, you just help yourself to. Yeah, it's pretty much the fixings bar. <laughs> the whole fixings. I can just take the whole fixings bar. Uh, but I, I would, I would go Dole Whip it since it, you know, if we're not talking about things that are that aren't there anymore. Okay. Well, I thank you all for chiming in on that, just by way of background, so you know me a little better. My first visit to Epcot was October 1982. I walked into Magic Kingdom the first time on October second. Can you guess where I might have been on October 3rd? Epcot. The paint was still drying. A couple of the attractions weren't even done being built yet. And the favorite saying of that week was due to technical difficulties. (laughs) Because so many of the attractions had brand new technology. I was almost 21 at that point. And I had never been to Disney before. My family had said we were going to go when they opened and we were a little younger. It never came to be. But once I walked in the gates down there and the first time you see the castle, it's magic. It's true magic. And that's when I got stuck. As far as my favorite snack goes, I'm going to blow everybody's mind because it's, it's so weird. But I like the citrus swirl. I can drink those two at a time, no problem whatsoever. I know a lot of people prefer Dole Whip. Not my, th- not my thing. I don't really care much for pineapple. So the purpose of this discussion, as you probably know, in the last month or so, Disney's been introducing a lot of extras to the parks. And 
so we're going to talk a little bit about those, whether current or soon to be in the future, about what, at least what we know for the time being. So my first question for you guys is Boobash. Is it worth the 129 to 169 per person plus tax to go to it? Barbara, what's your opinion? It isn't for us. Obviously, we're not going to dress up in costumes as adults. My husband probably would if it was Star Wars related. So I don't know. But it, it is not worth it to us. Don't give them Just any ideas, Just walk around and get some candy. And, you know, we can go off, off season times that we get on rides anyway. So it's not a big, oh, we must go because the lines are so much shorter. It's not to us. Okay, Jeanette. Um, no, <laughs> uh, I did enjoy going to Mickey's Not So Scary years ago. Like, I used to get dressed up in costume, and I'd go with my family, and we'd have a blast. I've got some great stories about it. And then, as the years went on, it was like, okay, the price is going up, and they're taking away stuff. And because I'm an annual pass holder, that means I have to pay additional, as opposed to being able to go to the park is already paid for right. and now with this boobash it the price is way out of control you're getting you know spending a whole lot more for a whole lot less it's uh, what was it mickey's not so scary was like six hours and you can get right. in the park earlier now yeah, it's i think what four o'clock and yeah like seven now it's what like four hours and yeah. all it is is being able to yeah. ride rides well i think i think you could get in uh, at four o'clock before, but the but the park was open longer. I mean, right. That uh, I'm sorry, you finish up, Jeanette, and then I got I got oh, some thoughts. Well, I mean, ba ba basically, yeah. I mean, you're not getting as much, uh, you know, park time, and there's nothing special about. There's no parade. Uh, there's you know limited character greetings, and and I mean, granted, yes, I know we're still in the COVID pandemic, and you know, I completely understand, and they need to do what they need to do to keep everybody safe. Right. But I feel like they're kind of exploiting it. And, you know, because of COVID, oh, we can't have that, but we can still charge this exuberant amount of money. Right. You know, it's one thing if it was like, okay, guys, sorry, we can't, um, you know, we can't have the characters, we can't do this because of COVID. But next year, when you know, please Lord, <laughs> everything is back to normal. Once again, please Lord, um, you know, they would add it in, but I don't see that happening because you know, hey, we can just charge all this money and people are still coming. So and yeah, and actually, I'm I'm going next Wednesday. Um, a bunch of friends are actually going to it Tuesday night. They were told me they were going. So I was like, just because they were going and I looked like, oh, wait a second. I'm not going to be there that night. Phew, now I don't have to worry about buying the ticket for it. There you go. Okay, Joe. So the, the, the interesting thing about, you know, the, the price for that party um, I, I think originally I thought that they, I think they had sold out a bunch of the nights and they apparently, and then they didn't sell out a bunch of nights after they announced the the bring back of the masks. Uh, they there was there were tickets available that same day uh, at the at the uh, customer service. So, you know, obviously, you know, COVID aside, people don't seem to have a problem paying the one twenty nine. Um, these parties, 
I hate to say it, aren't for us, you know, aren't for us pass holders for the most part, unless we have young kids. I personally have never been to the Halloween party. I think my wife, Melissa, has one time. It was either that or Christmas, the Christmas one. I've I've done neither, um, surprisingly, but I just have never felt the need to have to pay for the extra thing. I just go to another park because I haven't, you know, I have the angle pass. I just go to another park and, and, and enjoy my time. Um, I think it sets a, a really interesting, uh, you know, another precedent of like, okay, well, like I was saying the, earlier with Barbara, like, don't give them any ideas about Star Wars because they'll be like, hey, one, you know, one forty nine ninety nine comes, come meet the Star Wars characters, and and Wait, then next year it'll be one fifty nine, not three forty nine ninety nine, right? Well, yes. you know, it, it, you know, then it'll be one fifty nine ninety nine and one for you know sixty nine ninety nine one seventy nine. You know, so it, it's going to to creep up. I mean, as it is, they have multiple pricing. I don't is the is the boobash one twenty nine for every single night, or, or I oh, thought no, there were no, some no, that no, were no. cheaper uh, that go up as we get closer to it starts at Halloween, Halloween night. One sixty, I think, is like two fifty for Halloween night. Um, actually, it's one hundred eighty nine dollars. Oh, wait. $189 yeah. for Halloween wait, night. I'm on the wrong. I'm sure it's sold. No, out. that's not right. No, it's it's 169 for Halloween, the day of Halloween, and that sold out a long time ago. Believe it or not. I One mean, of the things I heard about the sold out thing was the reason there were more available is that Disney actually snuck in an increase on the number of people that could go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably underestimated out of the gate. Plus, right. it goes does good for PR, right? It creates scarcity when they they didn't really know, right? Like right, exactly. at the time, to- you know, a couple months ago, like, are we gonna be able to have this amount of people in the park? Are we not? Like, where are we gonna be? We don't we just don't know. Right. Right. Then, and it's, it's again, better to have oh, it sorry, open. Jeff. It's all right, it's all right. It's better to have the scarcity and be able to to sell more tickets later than to and and show is sold out like at a certain point. Than to like, well, nobody's coming to the party. I guess one twenty nine just wasn't a good thing, right? And and the PR people want that. They want to know. They want that to be sold out, right? Or the illusion of sold out. See, but the problem with that is if they keep like adding tickets, you're paying that premium price to have the park to yourself, basically. And the more they sell at that price, the more people that are going to be there, and then you just spend a ton of money. And you're not even going to be able to get in and out of the rides that fast. I mean, you're not doing it for the rides, though. Well, there's nothing else there besides the rides. Yeah, I thought there was candy. They're not doing candy? They are, but it's like, I think it's like eight stops versus like 16 or something like that. And, oh, wow. And, and honestly, Joe, are you spending I mean, all that money just to get candy? No, because any family is not buying one ticket. <laughs> They're buying at least, you know, three, exactly. two, right. three, four, five, six tickets. And and really maximizing, uh, you know, Mickey's wallet there. Yeah. Did you have some thoughts there you wanted to share? No, I just, I think it's ridiculous. I really do. I mean, a family of four, you have already paid for the day ticket. You're not just going to go for the four to five hours in the evening. And even at a pass holder, you've already spent your pass holder money for the month and then another $169. That is, that's just crazy to me. Right. And like, for, me, you know, I'm, I'm value, family, it's not value added whatsoever. I'm a family of five and that puts me way out of the ability to cover that because I'm not independently wealthy. Hopefully most <laughs> of us aren't, you know, 
And to be able to save up to take a Disney trip, sometimes I have to go two, three, four years before I can do that. So as someone from that standpoint who doesn't have a annual pass to take advantage of what small discounts they might offer, um, it really is not worth it to me, especially when I can plan around that and see most of what's being offered anyways, because the decorations are still up. I don't care about free candy and free cookies. If you saw the way I really looked, you would understand why I don't care about the free candy and free cookies. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to me after I've already spent, let's say $4,000 on my Disney package for the week to add another 500 plus for the five of us to go to one of these special events. I just don't see the value for me in doing that. Now I understand those who do see the value and will do it. And if I was tempted to do any of them, I might consider the boobash because when I look at Disney very merriest after hours coming up, I'm like, wow, boobash looks like a bargain because the merriest after hours starts at 169 and goes to 189 for most of the dates. However, for the last two parties on the 19th and 21st of December, it's 249 bucks a piece. Plus ah, that's where, that's where I got that price from. I was getting the parties confused. So I have a feeling I know where we're going on this one, but give me your thoughts on that one. Oh, what the Christmas party? Yes. Is it? Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's no. <laughs> I, I went to the Mickey's uh, very Merry Christmas party mm-hmm. once. Um, you know, I enjoyed it. I went because they were friends that were from out of town and they were there that night. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed it. It, it ended up raining and misting. So they left early. I hung around and, you know, it was like, okay, you know, whatever. And actually I remember, I think I, I saw you the next morning, Joan, I gave you cookies that I got from the party. <laughs> and I, I, don't I think, think you're right. Very good. <laughs> I, I can't imagine paying $250 a person, but I mean, clearly it's, it's not meant for us. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, I have two little kids, so like technically it's meant for me, but with that said, I mean, there's been so many years that I've gone four to six times a year that, I, you know, going to the Christmas party is I'd rather to me, I'd rather go to God rest its soul, Osborne lights and, and spend my, and spend my evening over there. Um, and, and Jeanette and I have spent many, uh, quite a few of events, private events at Osborne lights that cost, I don't know, 150 bucks or something. I, I don't remember. For like the whole, the whole package. Penny. Like it wasn't just the BC Osborne lights. It was to see like, one of them was to see Fantasmic, uh, like a private, like the, the um, oh, I wasn't there for uh, that one. Dessert party. Oh, you weren't there for that? The dessert party. And then we had a private event after that. And then we got to ride Toy Story when that yeah, was that like I was brand there new. For, yeah. And then went to and, and got to go in the Osborne Lights. Like, um, yeah. So, like, there's, there's these, you know, to me, I'd rather spend the money on that kind of stuff. Plus, you're with, you know, in this case, we were with a bunch of Disney heads that get it, you know, versus, um, uh, you know, just the average park guest that doesn't necessarily get it and and all that. So, I mean, look, if Disney, it, it's all about supply and demand, right? I mean, Disney, as they they continue to creep up the price, 
one of the benefits that they can sell is that the park won't be as crowded, right? They get the, you know, $300 or whatever for a party. It's like, hey, there's only 5,000 people in the park, which is basically nothing, you know? So uh, that's a benefit as the price creeps up. So then maybe, just maybe, that becomes a benefit for for people, you know, for us to say, okay, I wouldn't spend two fifty, but if there's like, you know, fifty percent less people than there normally would be at say, I don't know what these parties usually run, like fifteen thousand, twenty thousand people. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I mean, that would be like half of what the, the park holds, I think forty, forty five thousand mm-hmm. for the Magic Kingdom, that is. Epcot's like eighty to a hundred, I believe. Allegedly, it's all the rides are like five minute waits or walk ons. So, if you really want to ride the rides, you know, one night, 300 bucks, you know, 250 bucks or 300 bucks or whatever it ends up getting to might end up being worth it at some point in the future. Plus, it reduces their costs on staffing because they don't need as many people in the parks to to service those many, that many people. Right. And they make more money. So it's a ding ding for them. And I suppose it depends. If it was just me doing it and it wouldn't kill my pocketbook, I might consider it. Right? If when I, I used to go to Disney World by myself, it was like, oh man, this you know, a thousand bucks for like a four or five day weekend. Like that's not too bad. I am paying for myself. That includes my flight, that includes my hotel, that includes my food, that includes the fact that I already paid for an annual pass, and you're kind of chopping that price up into there. And bam, all of a sudden it's like, ah, I spent like seven hundred bucks to a thousand bucks for the for like a long weekend, you know, four or five day weekend at the parks. Like I could do that, but I mean, looking at the prices now, and this might be a great segue to talking about prices in general, uh, you know, going back and forth with my wife, like, you know, just to stay at like all star, whatever is going to be like four to $5,000 with a flight for four, for a family of four with two little, little kids. Well, backing that up, I, I am the solo traveler. I go down by myself all the time. I always go down there and meet up with friends. Um, one of my best friends lives down there. Um, sorry, something popped up on the screen. Um, yeah, I'm the solo traveler. So I don't have to worry about, you know, paying for a kid or, or somebody else like that. And honestly, I don't want to be spending all the additional money. I'm also a DVC member. So I spent a ton of money on the DVC. You got to pay my monthly dues every month for that. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you know, the annual pass and then of course food. And then, you know, a little shopping because I got to get a t-shirt every time I go down there. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not spending the extra money. Oh yeah, and plus the flight. So. And I, I, I agree with you. I love solo trips. And the biggest reason I love solo trips is because I don't have to answer to anybody but me. If there's something I want to do, I don't have to look and see who's with me. I just go do it. Yeah, I and love it. Look. I have a trip coming up in a few weeks. My daughter and her best friend and I are all going. I don't know what they're doing because they've done no planning. I've done all my planning and I think they're going to just tag along with me for most, some of it, but they want to go off and do their own things too, which is fine. I've got contingencies for that. So I'm okay with being half solo for this trip. I'm good with that. So, all right, let's move on to the upcoming restaurant space 220. Now we know it hasn't opened yet. And as of the last time I looked, which was yesterday, they still haven't put out any pricing. But what's have they set an opening date yet? Not a specific one. It just says sometime in September. 
Okay. So it could be Tuesday. It could be <laughs> next Wednesday. It could be September 30th. Exactly. So for lunch, they're going to offer a two course meal and for dinner, a three course meal. It's a prefix menu. So it's going to be a fixed price. They haven't said anything about what it's going to cost. So let me ask you this. How much would you be willing to pay for this experience? And is it an experience you actually want to try? I will definitely be doing it. I've already been told we're doing it. <laughs> so um, as a matter of fact, just made reservations for this Saturday to do the character dinner at the Contemporary because my son and his fiance are coming down and that's what they wanted to do. They didn't want to go to a park because they knew they couldn't interact with characters and they just got engaged. So they wanted to see characters and have some kind of picture. So, you know, I'm shelling out the over $250 to do that. So I'm assuming that we will probably be paying 50 to $60 a piece for the, the space restaurant as well. Wow. Okay, next. Um, I'd be curious to see it, but not really, because uh, honestly, I don't, I'm not a fan of the sit-down restaurant so much in the park. Mm. Like I said, as a solo traveler, I'm not going to, you know, necessarily go, sit, go to a sit-down restaurant myself. I'm a very fussy eater. Um, and the prices are just exuberant. So, I mean, that's the type of thing where, like I said, if I'm down there and a bunch of friends want to go, I'll go along. Am I going to seek to go out to see it? No. You know, and hopefully one of those friends might be a cast member and could get it at a discounted rate because I don't want to be spending that kind of money on food that I'm probably not going to like and probably not going to eat. I'm kind of in the uh, thought that I'm like you, Jeanette. I would love to see the restaurant. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I definitely. wish it was not a prefix menu and that I could choose to go up there to just have dessert, just to have the opportunity to get a glance at what's inside. A prefix menu kind of scares me a little bit because, like you said, one, what does that mean in terms of what kind of food we're going to get? Two, is it going to be 70 bucks a person? Because if it is, that better be the best meal I have all week. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, so th those are my issues with it. Joe, what do you think? Uh, I was trying to look up to see what the menu is supposed to be, but according to Disney Food Blot, they don't have anything yet. They just says upscale uh, courses and space drinks on their three course prefixed uh, menu. So I, uh, I mean the 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 concept art looks cool. I, I'm sure it's going to be a neat experience. Uh, is that neat experience going to be worth? I don't, did you say, did you have a price yet? We don't have a price. We're just kind of ballparking it probably around 60 to 70 bucks. I mean, that actually seems low, <laughs> dare I say. Uh, and, and the only reason I say that is because when you think about, when you compare it to pricing to uh, eating in the castle, right? Eating in, uh, in uh, okay, you got to specify the castle now, Cinderella's castle, right? At the royal table, what what's that running now? Like that's running like sixty seven dollars, right? Right, and that's not. I mean, the, from my understanding, and I haven't eaten there since I was 
very little. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the food is just okay. Like it's upscale. Okay. That's, that's pretty much what I hear. From right. Students. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. The draw is just to be inside the castle. When I was right. a kid, it, that used to be like my family tradition. We would go like morning of, we would go put our name down on the list. We get, you know, a reservation for later that day, probably come back around five, six o'clock and, and we'd have dinner and like, it was just cool. It was fun. It was nice. And, you know, I, I wouldn't mind going back just to see it, but I'm like, I'm not paying these prices for mediocre food. It's just so you could be in the castle and Cinderella can wave to you. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, when I think about the, like looking at the, one of the concept arts here, I, when, what I think of is being in beast castle with the snowing effect outside the window of the, well, I almost said cafeteria ballroom. Sorry. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a cool effect. I, I, I remember being there right when it opened and being yep. like, wow, this is, this looks, this is top notch. This looks awesome. Um, I just, I don't know if, if that's, if, I mean, I would like to, I, I, to me, it comes down to what the food's going to be. You know, I can look at a video and see it and be like, oh, that's cool. Like it's a neat effect. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know what? If the food if the food is something that's up my alley, I probably would spend the money for it. Um, but yeah, I'm not trying to. But I, like I said, I I think that's actually going to be cheap. If it actually is upscale food, I mean, I, I think it's going to be closer to eighty to one hundred dollar experience. Yeah, you could be right. You could be right. And and I agree with you. I I'd, I'd like to see it. I really would. It's been talked about for several years now. Says announced in 2017 according yeah. to Disney Food wow. Blog. Yeah, so yeah. it would it would be cool to see. I like where it's placed because it's right next to Mission Space. It's between mm -hmm. there and Test Track, so it's a good what, placement for us. And and kind of off topic, but what does that say about Mission Space? You know, the ride that like <laughs> you know in the last ten years is like is this the year that this is it? Like, are is this have we had our our you know Mission Space fill? um you know yeah they definitely need to do something with is it. yeah so what what does it say for that like i guess it's not going away anytime soon if you know you figure 2017 it was announced that's three four years ago by the time it opens it's almost been probably close to five closer to five years at that point and mission space hasn't gotten any younger so maybe maybe there's a reimagining of mission space uh, at least like get us a new ride sequence or something like in mission space they they did a few years ago and it oh did they not good yeah they did um because you got the green and the orange yeah um orange is intense that's still the same one no way on earth am I going on that side I'll I'll do the green and the mission now is instead of going to Mars you actually fly around the planet Earth and it's it's basically the exact same simulation just different you know. I you. was not aware that they changed that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was probably about maybe like five years, years ago. Yeah, yeah it's right. been a yeah. As long Has as we've been lived here, five I... years. Yeah. And yeah, honestly, it's not that great. Over. <laughs> maybe I like the story of the other one. That's the last time I was on this ride. I didn't think it was that long ago. Maybe they could use Space Two Twenty as a way to lure people into Mission Space. You got to yeah. complete your mission before you can eat. <laughs> yeah not the as, other as way opposed around to eating and then going on the mission because that's not going to go well <laughs> no not especially if you do the orange side oh no 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 <laughs> i'd like to thank my guest barbara janicek 
Jeanette Pellegrini, and Joe Pardo for spending this time talking Disney. Be sure to return for part two of Would You Pay for This on our next episode. Thank you, my friends, for joining us for this episode of Disney Conversations. Disney Conversations is an M. Morgan production and is not directly affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All music and audio clips used in this podcast are under the ownership of the Walt Disney Company. Visit us on Facebook at Disney Conversations Podcast. And until we meet next time, TTFN.